0: Good everyone, welcome to this, the Shop Talk Podcast Episode 7 and here with me is a man, a YouTube, a YouTube mastermind, six-figure entrepreneur, also a drummer, his name is Clark Kegley, let him introduce himself.
1: What's up Timmy, good to be on man, I'm excited to chat with you today about everything YouTube and business and uh, we got connected on Instagram saw you on omar's live and thought no way this kid how old are you tim you're like 14 13 13 and he's crushing it man so i'm excited to rock with you dude this is gonna be fun
0: yeah so without further ado let's start with the questions. so before we start let's go through your your story what motivates you to
1: start yeah man yeah, so I run Refusing to Settle. It's a channel in the uh, business and self development space. We've grown it over the past five years to over <laughs> 270,000 subscribers. And uh, it's been going up now. So I teach other people when they start asking, how do we do it? Because YouTube seems to be this kind of uncracked nut. Like people don't really know all the info out there. They think it's overwhelming with video cameras. I know we don't have one today, but everyone thinks they need this fancy gear, fancy equipment. So I started back in posting my first video in college and it wasn't a video on business or success or self-development. You know what it was? It was a shirtless drum cover of me playing the Paramore. I thought I was going to be this fitness entrepreneur. I thought I was going to be this I don't know, bodybuilder and I was a drummer at the same time, just trying to make it in a band. And so I posted that video and did drum covers and then people started watching, got 10, 11,000 subscribers. And then I I started getting into self-development and business and said, okay, there's no way I can monetize this. And that's really when I started refusing to settle in the business self-development space, all about big ideas with book summaries and journaling and, you know, stuff like that and grew that eventually to where it is now.
0: Wow, wonderful. So the next question is, what's one of the things you wish you had known when you began your career in YouTube and stuff?
1: How much work it takes. I know that's an unsexy answer. I wish I had some secrets, but everyone talks about this laptop lifestyle, right? Everyone wants passive income. It sounds so good on paper. Make money while you sleep, drink pina coladas on the beach, kick your feet up. But like, people living laptop lifestyles are working 16, 18-hour days from their laptop. But it's on their couch and their underwear because it takes a ton of work. They can't leave their house. Not that it always has to, but you're so passionate about it. That's what you choose to do. That's what you want to do. So I think the work component gets downplayed in uh, in this space, especially with internet and everything like that. With all the flexing on Instagram, with private jets, and you know anyone can turn on a camera and talk, but. I think the thing, to answer the question more directly, I wish I knew when I got started, is don't be afraid of work, okay? Don't be afraid to put in work, because that's the only way you're going to get anything in life. You don't want an easy life, right? I mean, just play Fortnite and eat flaming Hot Cheetos or something like that. You don't want an easy relationship. You don't want an easy body. You want one that's awesome. And if that's you listening right now, don't be afraid of the work. It's, it's how you're going to get the awesome results. Wow. Yeah so
0: yes we should not be afraid of the work so you have been doing YouTube for about seven years right now and so within those seven years what has been your biggest failure and what did you learn from it
1: yeah the biggest lesson and failure was uh, trying to be really broad Okay, and that's something that I still struggle with today. If you're someone listening right now and you're wanting to get into YouTube, you're wanting to build a channel, you're wanting to reach millions of people, it's better to be a big fish in a small pond than a huge fish in a big pond. And so what I mean by that is like, don't go into the business space. Don't go into the self-development space. That's already too broad. Pick one person and try to solve their problems. And if you can be the person who solves their problems, they're going to love you. They're going to follow you. They're going to buy what you do. You do. So a great example of this is like niche channels. So maybe instead of talking about marketing, all you do is you talk about digital marketing for entrepreneurs in real estate. Already people who land on your video in that niche, they're going to feel like that content's just for them. It could be the same content on YouTube, but you're delivering it in a way that resonates with those specific small 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 group of people okay maybe it's just affiliate marketing but through click funnels or through amazon associates or through kindle publishing you see how much smaller that is so the easiest and quickest way to grow a youtube channel is to stop thinking about getting a million people and start thinking about getting ten thousand people go small and then expand outwards that was a huge mistake and lesson i learned
0: Yeah, so there's this question that a lot of people have when they want to start YouTube. Like, they don't have the right camera, they don't know how to start and stuff like that. So what will you tell that kind of person?
1: Yeah, I would say that the camera in your phone right now is better than any camera 20 years ago, or at least the $5,000 ones. You know, uh, years ago it used to cost I don't know, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars to send a video that was big enough over email to like 100 people. Now it's free with the click of a button. We have it really good. And the stuff that sometimes connects the most with people is the raw ones. Okay, so there's a video I filmed where I lost my job. I got fired at a coffee shop. I wasn't working there, but I was, I was doing a freelance gig. And uh, I went home, recorded a video and just kind of ranted about it. And that video got 30 or 40,000 views. I'm not sure what it is but that's still the most, that's still the video that people connect with the most. So don't be afraid to go really raw and especially with the cameras you have. I have a buddy who does ads for um, some top level entrepreneurs, you know, who are speaking on stages and stuff like that. And I was asking him, okay, what works the best? What converts the best? You know what he said? He said it was the videos on cell phones where it's like selfie style videos. So don't think just because YouTube is video that it has to be this big studio production like you see some people doing. Just start with where you're at. Post your first video as soon as possible, and know that the phone in your pocket is good enough.
0: Wow, wow. So, what are the tips for people like some people have started their channels, they've been uploading content to but they are not seeing the growth. What What advice would you give someone?
1: so a lot of people come to me with channels that aren't growing or they're growing at a snail's pace and um without really rolling up the sleeves and getting into it it's kind of hard to say i would just say the first thing there's two things okay the first thing is tactical is not tactical and the second thing is the very first thing is just patience i know it's such an unsexy word but some people come to me and they posted like 10 videos and they think they put all this time into it and energy into it and they're like why isn't it growing and I'm like, dude, you posted 10 videos, chill out. You know, like just cause you put a lot of work in doesn't mean people have to watch it. You know what I mean? So I think patience is really important and that it's not linear, it's exponential. So what I mean by that is like, you, let's just say you get a hundred subscribers in a month. Okay, after going all in on YouTube, posting all this stuff. Well, it's not going to be 100 subscribers a month because you're thinking like, oh, if I keep doing this, I'll have 1,200 by the end of the year. But it's exponential. It's like you get 100 this month and then it's 500 and then it's 1,000 and then it's, you know, 3, 4, 5,000 and it shoots up. All it takes is like one tipping point to really push you over the edge, man. So I think that's really important with YouTube um, is being in it for the long game and knowing that these videos that you make live on and take on a life of their own. So like, a video you make today, that's gonna be on YouTube forever, you know? And that might sound scary and intimidating, it doesn't have to be. But if it's on there forever and it only brings in, let's just say 20 subscribers a month, okay, well, that adds up to, I, I can't really do math, what is that, 200 a year? Something like that, you know? Let's just say it's 240 a year, there it is. Okay, well that's two hundred forty a year. Now four years is a thousand. But what if you have fifty videos? Okay, that's fifty thousand. What if you have a hundred? That's you know do the math there. That's like what two hundred thousand. So you see how it quickly adds up. So it's exponential, not linear. Hmm.
0: So we have to be patient, consistent, consistent, and ready for the long game. So for those business owners out there, how how can they use YouTube to improve their business? And promote their products and
1: services, how can they engage? Yeah, well, that's a good question, man. It depends on what they're selling. So if you're selling coaching, right, that's a very good. You don't need a lot of people. It's really profitable because you just need the right people. I would say stop trying to get everybody and start trying to focus on who you want to attract. And so, you know, if you're using business and YouTube together or YouTube for your business, um, it, it's all about the back end of it. So I think the, the best thing to do would be to film proven content. Okay, so what I mean by this is like, go to people's channels who have more, and write this down if you guys are listening right now. This is like a big, big takeaway for anyone trying to grow on YouTube. I'll give you kind of a secret sauce here. Is to find five channels that you want to switch places with. Okay? These channels should have, Ideally over a hundred videos. They should have over 50,000 subscribers, whatever that works. So five channels, what you do is you go into their videos and you sort by their most popular ones. Okay. And so (coughs) now what you have is like the top 20 videos from five channels. You have a hundred videos that have already been proven to work in YouTube's algorithm. So now all you have to do, is give your own take on these hundred videos and that should be your first hundred videos you see how that works you're not reinventing the wheel you're just modeling proven content
0: wow wow so for example we could go to your page and you have this video 11 passive income tips so we could like pick that topic up and earn money
1: while you sleep (laughs) there it is
0: so yeah If you manage. So if we we could pick that topic up and give our own take on it, right?
1: Yeah, I I would say take that topic and maybe give your own 11 passive income tips because they're going to be different. Even if they're the exact same, you're going to give it in a different style. Like I would love to see a video of Timmy, the 13-year-old, giving 11 passive income tips. Just It's so different than anything I would do or anything my friends would do that people would watch it, you know? Or if they don't, then you know they don't want that content and maybe your, your niche is in something else. So I, I think thinking of your YouTube channel like um, a bunch of experiments and then if one doesn't work, you just move on to the next one and the next one and the next one until you finally find that groove. And voice, I'll, I'll go on a little rant here just briefly. Something I've been talking about with my coaching clients, Timmy, is finding your voice That's a long process, dude. It's not very, uh, it's not fast, it can't be rushed. And that takes practice and like hundreds of videos. Some people find it in 20, some people find it in 100, some people, you know, it, it gets better and crystallizes over time. Voice is so important. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's like you and I tonight could go to any supermarket and pick up chicken, right? And so that's chicken right there. But all of a sudden, if you come along, and throw seasoning on there that's Thai seasoning, Thai spices, it's Thai chicken. If you Throw barbecue sauce on there, it's barbecue chicken. If you throw, you know, I don't know what your favorite sauce is, wing sauce on there, it's, it's wing, buffalo wings, you know what I mean? So like it's the same piece of meat, it's what you do with it. And so that's why you can have the same piece of content, but your seasoning is so unique to Timmy, to Justin, to Megan, whoever's listening, it's gonna be way different by nature.
0: Wow. And it really relates to the next question I was about to ask, which is, there are about 23 million YouTube channels. How do you stand out for the crowd? How do you become unique?
1: Yeah, I think people are already unique. They just need permission to own it and step into it. And it comes down to branding who you are, not what you do. Because what you do is always going to change. So let's just say Timmy came out and he was just trying to brand himself, right, as like a business guru. Well, that already exists and maybe in 5 years when he's the ripe age of what, old old man geezer of 19, he's starting to grow white hair or something, you know, like he doesn't want to do business coaching anymore. Well, all of a sudden he's stuck and he has to do that. But if you brand who you are, now Timmy could take that same approach and be like, "Hey, I'm teaching business, but also you know I live over in this country oh I'm 13 oh I like this thing too you add all these different layers that by nature makes you stand out man because there's only one Timmy with all those different things so I'll give you an example the first example is me like speaking from my own experience not because I'm the best in the world or do the best job at this even but like I tour in a band and at first I was like, oh, this doesn't really make sense to talk about on my channel. Like no one really cares that I'm in a rock band six months out of the year touring. We play to like 30,000 people at festivals. Like, I was, yeah, it's kind of what I do. But then I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what makes everything else unique because that's refusing to settle right there. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I got a family and my girlfriend and all this stuff. But whoa, 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 Those are layers that you can add into your content. So now this boring, dry advice of like passive income opportunities, you can add in stories of, hey, this next opportunity is affiliate marketing. So I tour in a band and I learned affiliate marketing through and then tell a story about that. Or hey, this next opportunity is how to make money on YouTube. So when I was starting a YouTube channel, my girlfriend told me and then tell, tell a story about that. So I think what makes you unique is branding who you are, not what you do, and adding in stories that tie in who you are to your content.
0: So for us to be unique, we have to brand who we are and tie stories to our content. So let's go to the next question. Um, what are the resources that have helped you along your journey in being a YouTube mastermind?
1: Yeah, um, I feel like I always am still learning. The, the highest level is coaches that you pay one-on-one access for, right? So I have a coach that's 15 grand, just got off the phone with him got another coach who's 25. It's a lot of money. It's a good chunk of change. So not everyone can afford it. Um, So the next resource would be live events. If you have live events in your area, go to them. I firmly believe that live events change lives. Okay. So every time this year, I've I've gone to, I don't know how many off the top of my head, but I've spent a good chunk of my time, energy, and money taking flights, going all around the live events. You know, I remember I was like, Oh, well, live events are important, but there's none in Seattle, Washington, in the states where I'm from, so I guess I can't go. And then I'm like, hey, nuts, you can fly, you can get on a plane and go to these people. Like you can go fly there and go to their events. And it, it's not the most expensive thing in the world if, if you can justify it with the business thing. So I'm like, okay, so I started going to events and making connections. But then the, the, the other levels, man, that are more attainable for everybody are either books, like audiobooks, business books, all that stuff, or YouTube videos. Like I I'm, a, I'm a love YouTube. I watch it a lot uh, more than I probably should. And uh, I think YouTube videos, everything out there is free. It's just how much work do you want to sift through to get to it. So I think that that's kind of the hierarchy of resources. First, it's coaches one-on-one because they'll cut a lot of time off, get a coach. Second is live events because the networking and the inspiration and everything you get from there all in one place changes who you are. And then third and fourth would just be books and YouTube.
0: Wow. So relating to resources that have helped you, you mentioned something about books. So what are the like top three books you recommend for someone related to this field?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let me um let me give you two that people have probably heard of and one maybe people haven't heard of, although it's pretty popular now. The first one that people have heard of that totally transformed my life was Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. Have you read that one, Timmy? No, not yet. Okay, yeah, everyone talks about it, man. It's, it's, it's uh, Tony is the man. You know Tony Robbins, of course, right? Yes. Yeah, he's great, right? Yes, very
0: cool, yeah, awesome.
1: yeah, so that book is awesome. And I heard a story that he wrote it in like a weekend or something like that, like straight through for 40 hours or something and didn't stop. I don't know, that could just be urban legend. Uh, The second one for entrepreneurs, that when I was 18, scrubbing toilets to get through college, literally working as a housekeeper, I would clean one room in a dorm in like the summer and like scrub spots when all the college kids moved out and they, they trashed the place. So I'd go in with my bucket, I'd clean everything, clean the toilets, everything like that. And I would do that for like two hours a room It was hot, no AC, nothing. I would scrub these spots and finally I'm done. The room is spotless. I turn, I go out in the hallway and then I go into the next room and it's the exact copy of that first room but it's just dirty. So it felt literally going crazy like I was scrubbing the same spot over and over again for eight hours a day, 40 hours a week. And the only thing that made me get through that because it was good paying was audiobooks and seminars and motivational speakers. So the next book is, that I listened to when I was doing all that was the four hour Workweek, man, by Tim Ferriss. Have you read that one?
0: <laughs> I've like Yeah,
1: man, that's a great one. It teaches you to think bigger and uh, that there's like three currencies of life, time, energy, and money. And there's three stages of life, young adult and old. And when you're young, you don't have any money, but you got a lot of energy and time. Okay. When you're an adult, you have a lot of energy and money because you're working, but you don't have any time because you're working, right? And then when you're old, you got a lot of time because you're retired. You got a lot of money because you worked your whole life, but you don't have any energy. And so why are we waiting for retirement to spend our money when we don't have any energy? So that's what I love, man. It's all about maximizing those other currencies on where you're at. So for example, for you, man, you're approaching adulthood, you know, your energy is super valuable. You're not gonna have the same level forever. So finding ways to leverage your time and making more money passively from all around the world and living cheaply based on where you're at, that was a book that got me to think bigger and think about those currencies. And then the last one that maybe people haven't heard of, it's a little less common, is uh doc or Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson that's more geeky marketing like all about building an audience building your tribe messaging your your voice honing it in um that book for me was a huge eye-opener of what i wasn't what i was thought i was doing right but really wasn't i was doing it wrong have you read that one timmy
0: I page
1: yeah man yeah that one's good for for boneheads like me that need a lot of pictures and uh <laughs> it's got a lot of stick figures in there and all that stuff, diagrams and it's like a half picture book.
0: Wow. Wonderful. So the, the three books he recommends are Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins and Does Come Secrets by Russell Bronson. Yeah. So I, so I also advise you all read these books and I'm going to start reading Unlimited Power, hopefully by this week. So we've almost come to the end of this podcast, but I have one more question for you. If you could step into my shoes, what question would you have asked, the, um, what question you have asked yourself that did they ask?
1: Oh, that's a good question, man. I like it. I might steal it from my podcast. Um, you asked, did you ask what was the biggest lesson learned from failure? Yes. That's a good one, man. You asked first signs of success. No. That's a good one. I like to, so I, I do interviews too. And one thing that I think of is like, who's listening? And I was surprised it's a lot of people starting their own business, much like people listening to your podcast, I would imagine. And I'm like, okay, well, we, we see these people who are super successful, whether that's Tony Robbins or like Dean Graziosi or Russell Brunson or Gary Vaynerchuk. And they, we see them and it's like what we aspire to be like but I always want to know like what was that moment where you knew that things were going to work out like that tipping point for you, like the catalyst, the first sign of success. For some people it's when I made my first million dollars, when I sold my first company, when I net, when I quit my first job and went in on my online business, when I knew I didn't have to work. That to me is a really fascinating moment for people in their journey and uh, Just because when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm like, oh, I relate to that. You know?
0: Hmm. Wonderful. So I've come to the end of today's podcast. How can my users, how can my listeners connect with you online if they want to ask you for advice or just simply want to connect? How can they
1: connect with you guys? Instagram, Clark Kegley. C-L-A-R-K-K-E-G-L-E-Y. I love Instagram. It's fun for communication. And uh, shoot me a message on there. Say what's up. We'll go from there.
0: Wow. So thank you for for coming on my podcast. We've well, come to the end. You shared a lot of secrets that apply to my lives. And I hope my listeners also apply this. So hey,
1: hey. yeah, Timmy, I just want to say, man, you inspired me, dude. What what country are you in again? Nigeria. Dude, how many 13 year olds in Nigeria are interviewing people connecting with them like you are motivational speaking inspiring others like I wasn't I I was into it when I was 13 but I wasn't doing it you know man so like the fact that you're going for it you're gung ho man and you're actually getting some traction with people like Omar and you know everyone else like dude I have so much respect for what you're doing and it inspires me man
0: thank you so much so